This project is an honest and in-depth perspective of and from former students of Milton Hershey School. We call ourselves MILTS. An organic, open discussion of life before, during, and after attending MHS. I remember the first day I went to school, I had a black eye and a fat lip. There's so many people with so many different stories, you know, and I feel like one of the things I'd really like to talk about is how did you feel when it was all over, said and done with, and they put you out? Milt's podcast. Welcome, everybody. We are here at the Milt's podcast with our third guest, Mike Weller. Uh, welcome, Mike. Thank you very much. How's it going? Doing well, Jackie. Awesome, awesome. We're, we're happy to have you here. We were looking forward to having you on and talking to you a little bit about your experience at Milton Hershey School. Um, just so you know, this is a podcast. We're talking to former Milts and their families and and uh, loved ones about their experience at Milton Hershey School and their life afterwards. You know, so much has been done about Mr. Hershey and Miss Hershey, and a ton has been done about the school. But once you leave the school, that's kind of it. So we're going to be interviewing you and talking to you about your uh, your experience and what you're up to now. And um, could you start us off and tell us what class you were in, Mr. 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 Weller? The great class of 66. <laughs> the great class of 66. Awesome. Um, Doesn't everybody think their class is the best? Of course they do. And they also remember their, their start date. Do you know the day you started? Oh, uh, July 25, 1962. That is amazing. I, I, yeah. I, everybody, you know, it's, it's like gang signs. They throw up their day. <laughs> you know, they remember it so vividly. Like, uh, you know, c- c- do you remember your first day at the mill? You know, Jack, I, Jackie, I do remember the first day, but the second day um, is more memorable. The first day, you know, I got to the student home, I met the house parents, and then they kind of took me off to the clothing room and, <laughs> and on tours, and I think they did some testing. And by the time I got back to the student home, it was dinner time. Mm. So after dinner, you know, we went out. I think we uh, played basketball, and then, of course, we had cookies and went to bed. But um, we were in an old farm home, uh, student home Brookside. It's, okay. it, it was on the corner of um, Cocoa Avenue and 322. And what the grade barn, was that? The barn is still there. The, the wow. big gray barn, but they tore the student home down because they felt it was too close to town. And and there were only six students in the home at that time wow. because everybody else was on summer vacation. Mm. So you came in so the summertime, huh? Yeah, so instead of this, the house father coming around and waking us up, he set the fire alarm off. <laughs> now, now, can you imagine? It's 5.30 in the oh, morning. Man. I'm a new student. The fire alarm goes off. The first thing, my roommate gets up and turns the light on and starts to make his bed. Yeah. And I'm thinking, we've got to get out of here. Is this place on fire? <laughs> and he says, now get up and make your bed. I said to him, look, I'll make my bed a little later. I said, why are we getting up so early? Mm-hmm. He goes, "He goes, we're going to go to the barn. Mm. I I said, what? He said, <laughs> just get up and make your bed. So, of course, he makes my bed. I We go down and get dressed. I follow him out to the barn, and I meet the herdsman. The herdsman comes up to me, and he says, did you ever milk a cow? Mm. Well, just my look 
I think he knew the answer. Yeah, that said it all. And then, then he says to me, did you ever shovel snow? Mm. Now, it's July 26th. It's like 90 degrees out. I'm thinking, what? Yeah, he, he now says, you're really looking at him crazy. Yeah, he says, just follow me. And on his way, he picks up a shovel. He takes me out to the barnyard. He says, you see all these little brown piles? Uh, he says, just pretend that snow and shovel it into this wagon. So, <laughs> so, so that was my first full day at the mill. Well, welcome to Milton Hershey School. <laughs> welcome. To, it, it's, Mr. Well, what grade was that? I was, I was. Uh, it was between eighth and ninth grade. So the, so the barn was part of the, uh, part of the, uh, the, the school at that early age. Because I know when I was there, it was only the high school ages that were dealing. Well, with the yeah, barn. I wasn't in an, I wasn't in a, an intermediate home. Okay. I went directly to a senior home. In fact, in fact, um, they were just establishing the intermediate division at that time. All of the homes uh, built. Over in the woodland and Keystone and Arrowhead clusters, what you know as the original intermediate division, those were just being built in the early 60s when I, when I came to the school. Interesting. I did not know that. Yeah. I did not know that. And so that was your first, so was that the only student home that you were in or did you move around to another one? Well, when they closed, I was always with the same group. But when they decided to close that home, they moved us out to Mamada, which was on the other side, on the north side of town. Got it. And then they decided that we were going to move to Ridgeview, but Ridgeview wasn't finished until 1963. So then our whole group moved from Mamada over to Ridgeview, and then I was there until I graduated. Okay. Interesting. And so where are you living right now, Mr. Weller? Where am I? Where am I right now? Yeah, where are you living right now, currently? Well, we have a place in in Hershey, and I've been in Hershey uh, since uh, gee, nineteen seventy. Uh, but right now, I'm sitting on my deck down at the Chesapeake Bay. We've we've had a place down here for thirty years. So. Ah, ah, we saw the four one zero number, and I said we all said to ourselves, "We know Mr. Wells always in Hershey. What's with the four one zero number?" <laughs> Yeah, we've had this place for 30 years, and I'm sitting here on the deck looking out at the trees and the uh, water, and it's 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 very peaceful. That sounds beautiful. Will you tell Miss Weller we said hi, too, please? I, I certainly will, yeah. And, and you know what? I think we're going to do uh, uh, come down there one day, and maybe we'll do the podcast from that from your porch one day. That that sounds uh, like that could be fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> I've, I've had a number of milts down here before. That would be awesome. You know, it's interesting talking to you because when, when we brought up bringing you in, we're talking to you um, and interviewing you, all of us, it's it's surreal because, you know, we think, like even now when I'm speaking to you, I don't know if I should call you Mike or if I should call you Mr. Weller because I always feel like, you know, <laughs> not that I'm getting in trouble, but you were part of home life for so many years. And so you were like almost like an uncle to us, the uncle that would come and, and, and give you the swats if you did something wrong. And, and so it's it's interesting that dynamic of you being a homeboy, uh, you know, but our brother at the same time. So what was that like being in home life and what made you make that decision to be part of the mill after you graduated? Well, when I came back, uh, Jackie, I came back as a teacher. Um, <laughs> in fact, um, when I was doing my student teaching my senior year in college, uh, Mr. Fisher called me and uh, 
uh, told me he had a, uh, an opening and asked me if I'd like to come back. And that started the whole thing. So when I came back, um, I taught for 12 years wow. and, and coached for 10 years um, uh, before uh, Bob Osterling asked me if I would come into home life and work with him. And and Bob and I had worked together for many years in in uh, running the summer program uh, down at Catherine Hall. Um, so I knew Bob well, and um, and I was ready for a change. Mm-hmm. So um, I went into home life in '82 and uh, served as the assistant director for three years, and then. Then Bob went into a different position, and I assumed the director position for two years before I moved down to um, Founders Hall in 87 uh, to oversee the entire Home Life program. Wow. Um, and, and I have to say, you know, Home Life, home life was, um, was very challenging because uh, almost every situation I dealt with uh, somebody was going to get upset, either mm-hmm. a house parent or a student, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but but um, I I enjoyed the work. Uh, I enjoyed the challenge. Um, I found that our students, and even when I was teaching, I found our students that when um, when they stepped out of line, uh, they were not resistant to the consequences. Mm-hmm. They. I think we all knew, and and, I mean, I knew as a student, look, if you're going to take this chance and do something you shouldn't do, uh, be ready for the consequences if you get caught. And you had a unique perspective because you were once us. Yeah, I think that, um, I think even today, Jackie, and I think of career day, that when alumni come back, they are treated differently by the students because the students know they've been through the experience. Mm-hmm. And, and I do think it is a very unique experience. And uh, so today, like, you know, last weekend was homecoming. It was fantastic. I see, I see classmates of mine, I see guys that I went to school with, and then I have the other group, my former students, kids I coached, Mm -hmm. kids that I met when I was in home life, you know, and uh, to me, it's just one big family. I I couldn't agree with you more, and I got to say to that point, Mr. Weller, it's now that Pete is in there, I don't even remember who the president was prior to Pete, but they did not do a good job of welcoming welcoming us back. Um, and I think it was so important for uh, you know the Hershey Foods Corporation to pick somebody that was a homeboy like Pete who had that experience, and he turned it around and made it welcoming. Um, and the energy is completely different. And you know, since he's been back. Uh, up on campus for homecomings. It's more welcoming, and, and, and I think a lot of us feel that energy. Yeah, I I believe that only uh, two groups really understand the essence of our school. Obviously, those alumni that went through the experience, mm-hmm. but also those individuals that may have spent their lives at the school. Right, Guys like Jack Storm or yeah. Don Whitman, mm-hmm. you know, um, 
have had a number of individuals who have come in from the outside to lead our school, and while their intentions are good, um, they just don't understand the essence and the traditions of our school. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I'm, I'm going to double back on something or somebody that you just mentioned, and that's uh, William Fisher, Bill Fisher, um, yeah. who was president when we were there. And I know he was, you were very close with him. Rest in peace, Mr. Fisher. Um, he was like a big brother to you. Is that correct? Well, he was more like a father to me. Okay. I mean, um, my father was killed in an automobile accident was when I was a year old. So, you know, I never had a father. I never knew a father. And, and when I went to the school, um, I had a couple adults that um, I was close to and were mentors for me. But the one that was consistent for many years was Bill Fisher. Um, I was close to him when I was a student. He obviously offered me a job to come back, and I worked for him as a teacher for many years. And then when he became president, uh, he wanted me to come down to uh, Founders Hall and and had the entire home life program. Mm -hmm. And and we had not only a professional relationship, but we had a personal relationship. Mm -hmm. And when I talked about guys coming down here to the Bay, um, every summer we would come down here for three or four days. There would be, there'd be four or five of us that would come down and, um, and we had a we had a great relationship. He was he was um, such a great role model, not only to me, but I think to anybody that uh, touched base with Bill. He was an encourager. He was very optimistic. Uh, he was um, he was very supporting. And uh, yeah, I. Uh, I saw a picture a couple of days before homecoming of, uh, of Billy, and uh, uh, he's only been gone a year, but boy, uh, do I miss him. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I know when um, I was class vice president, and our class president was Dan Reynolds, and Dan and, and, and uh, Mr. Fisher had a very close relationship. I know, um, you know, he kind of took him under his wing and, 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 you know, mentored him as well, and and you could feel that energy uh, yeah. of of reaching back. I I think it's important. Like I said, you know that disconnect that that other again. I don't know who that person was that was president prior to Pete, but having Pete in there has has been huge. And I think we're getting back to that passing the baton, um, which has helped. And so you know, I wanted to ask you, what do you think of what's going on at the school now? Do you what do you think of uh, how the school is is functioning presently um are you i know we've had some hiccups and you know when i'm here in philadelphia i'll read an article about something negative that happens and it gets blown out of proportion and people are always coming up to me and oh what happened i said you know we've been around for over a hundred years any college or university they're, they're gonna have issues just you know it's it's human nature if the longer you're around the higher likelihood that there might be a hiccup along the way so you know, I think the school's done a good job of, of handling some of those PR issues, and, and um, I just wanted to get your take on, on what you thought about it all. Well, I'll preface uh, my remarks by saying that I've been retired uh, for five years, mm -hmm. and while uh, uh, Pete and I 
when we get together, we don't talk a lot about the school <laughs> because, you know, he needs a break from right. uh, from that. But um, I think the school is better today than it's ever been. I think under Pete's uh, leadership, uh, they continue to progress. Um, gee, kids can earn up to close to $100,000 to continue their education. Yep. And, and, yes, sometimes we do see uh, things in the paper. It, it but, happens. But, but the reason... <clears throat> Excuse me. That's okay. I think I think a lot of the reason for that is because the school has deep pockets, mm-hmm. and and you know whenever anything happens, people today look to how can they make a buck, and and I think what is newsworthy um, are mostly the negative negative things in our lives. So some of those things get in the paper. But I can tell you, Jackie, I still know a lot of people at the school. I think the school's greatest gift is not the 14 or $15 billion that they have in trust or the great facilities that they have. It's those people that are at the school. Yeah. It's, and I, 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 I'm reluctant to mention any names because there are just so many. Right. And it's not... It's not just the teachers and the house parents. It's the ladies that work in the kitchen. It's the guys that work in security. You know, I think that I think the greatest gift the school has are those people that have devoted their lives uh, to the school. And, you know, when I could ask you and Agoli and Warner, you know, who made the biggest difference in your life or what made the biggest difference in your life there at the school? And it wasn't the nice student homes that you lived in or the, or the classes that you went to. No. It was the people that changed your lives. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, so, and for me personally, it was some of the people who were the hardest on me. You know, at the time, you know, when people ask me about Milton Hershey School, they say, you know, how was your experience? And, you know, I say when I was a kid, it was the worst thing ever. I said, it was tough. You know, I had friends at home who were hooking out from school or going to do this, and and I'm scraping cow shit, you know. So at yep. the time, it's a difficult thing. But looking back on it, that that's what built my character. Mr. May being, you know, making me do laps or, you know, yep. ride me. Those were the things that, that gave me the character and, 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 and made me who I am today. So I couldn't agree with you more. And, and part of this podcast is for us to tell some of these stories about the positive uh impact that Milton Hershey schools had on us. Like I said, a lot of times you, you see in the, in the papers and stuff, I, the negative that is promoted. Um, and, and I think this, for us, this is about balancing that with, you know, they see us, I, you know, I, people see Milton Hershey student kids. I mean, Milton Hershey kids get together, us Milts. It doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter what color you are or how old you are. We're brothers and sisters. And that, that really comes through in our interactions. And, um, you know, hopefully some of these stories that we're going to be doing here are going to uh, showcase some of that stuff. Um, Mr. Well, I'm going to we're going to take a break right now and uh, we're going to we're going to uh, switch out. And I'm going to have a goey jump on and Warner's going to come on and they're going to talk to you a little bit, too. If there's anything that you're thinking of that you want to, um, you know, kind of talk about, uh, feel free. Bring up any stories, any people, any of that stuff. And um, I'm going to get off right now. And, and thank you so much, Mr. Weller. We really appreciate it. Mr. Weller, are you there? 
If you are, we're going to call you right back, okay? If you can hear me, we're going to call you right back. I, I'm so sorry. For what? <laughs> the, is this Jackie? No, nah, this is Goey now. Oh. <laughs> we're good. We're good, Mr. Weller. Things happen. I mean, you told me you told us you were on the Chesapeake Bay uh, smoking cigars and eating ice cream. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the landline phone just went dead. Wow. So... Let's get rocking. So we're back, um, back with Mr. Weller, Goey Umbima here, class of 87. And Mr. Weller, uh, you know, you and I have uh, some fine memories. At least I have some fine memories, uh, our experiences together at Milton Hershey. Yes, the Goey, uh, we certainly do. Yeah. So just kind of going to some things. Um, did you play sports while you are at, at, at Milton Hershey? I uh, I played basketball and I played baseball. So, because I remember you were a pretty decent basketball coach as well, if I'm not mistaken, right at Milton Hershey. You... Well, were were you were you here in '81? I was there in 1981 in student home Tuscarora at the time. Yeah, and did you go to a game in the Hershey Park Arena on March 30th in 1981? I'm not sure on that date, but I'm I'm sure because we all went. That was just something that we did. <laughs> So. Yeah, uh, we had, uh, uh, I coached basketball for 10 years. Um, the first team I had was uh, an eighth grade team with um, with Bobby Potts and Chris Wilder and the Horsefields and Merle Clyatt. And, and those kids were very gifted. They were, um, they were undefeated that year. In fact, uh, we were invited to play in the Hershey Park Arena at halftime of a Sixers game. Okay. Um, and then um, I coached eighth grade for a couple years, then coached junior varsity. And uh, in 78, I, uh, when Mr. Cook decided to retire from coaching, uh, I took over the varsity. And in 80, we won the first district championship. And then in 81, we uh we repeated as district champions and went on to um to play for a state championship in the in the arena that Mr. Hershey built and that certainly will be one day that uh I think uh none of us will forget yeah that was that was those were great uh sporting times at Milton Hershey um and I was I was I guess I was in my intermediate stage or youngest stage coming into the Milton Hershey school coming at the end of seventh grade. Uh-huh. And, you know, I too came in the summertime. Now my date, I don't remember, but I do remember coming in, I believe the end of seventh grade. And so those were some of the things I remember. Uh, and you probably had, I don't, I don't remember all of those guys by name like you do because you were coaching those guys, but they were like, some of the senior division guys who I remember and we, you know, especially being in enemy division, we all looked up to those guys. We all looked up, especially the athletes. Yeah. So when, when you have, when you have some of those guys that actually uh, students to look up to, and even if you're not in a student home, you just, I feel like you pick somebody, you know, and like, Oh man, I want to, I want to be there. or I want to do what that guy is doing. And I feel like, 
there were so many role models for us to kind of pick from at the time. So no matter if you wanted to be an intellect, there was a, a bunch of smart kids. If you wanted to be an athlete, there was a gang of athletes. I remember some of my, my first memories are we used to have that, was that punt, pass, kick, or punt, kick, and throw Georgia Quindle. Oh, yeah. Georgia yeah. Quindle kicked the ball like a half a mile or something. So, yeah, yeah. It was the same ago when uh, when I was a student. You know, you had uh, you had those uh, athletes or students that you looked up to, and and um, you know that was one of the things that I tried to impress upon uh, upon uh, the kids that I coached. That uh, there are these kids in intermediate division and maybe in in junior division, and certainly those younger students in the senior division that are going to watch what you do, not only on the basketball court or on the football field, <clears throat> they're going to watch what you do in the classroom and in the hallway. And, you know, uh, uh, whether you want to be or not, you're, you're going to be a role model for those kids. And, um, and I think, uh, I think one of the reasons that, uh, we have so many successful teams at Milton Hershey school is because, our older athletes uh, accept that role, and uh, and it it does help uh, it does help with uh, Spartan pride. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, I agree with that. And it's interesting because Philippa was on yesterday, Philippa Ashby, uh-huh. and she made the statement that if you if you had some type of talent, there was a path that was already kind of put together for you. And some of the adults or the coaches or they they would see that at a very young age and just start moving you in that direction, whether you even realized it or not. Well, I think that I think that those of us who have been around the school for a while realize that um, the students that are most involved are usually the most successful. The students that have the biggest challenge uh, at Milton Hershey School are the students that aren't involved in anything. And um, as as Jackie was saying earlier, you know, Milton Hershey School is not an easy experience. Hmm. You know, you got that. Uh, right. You know, it tests us. While while my friends are uh, out running around uh, on the weekend. Uh, yeah, I'm milking cows and, and, uh, doing uh, Saturday chores and, and still getting up at five thirty in the morning. And, and, uh, very often I re I refer to the Milton Hershey experience as a boot camp for life because, Absolutely. you know, I think that there are so many things that I learned at the school that have just helped me so much in in going through life and uh i can't say that i would want to turn the clock back and go through it again but i can say this that uh there is no question in my mind that the milton hershey school experience changed my life oh i agree with that 100 percent. and unfortunately i think when you're going through it it's it's a much tougher pill to swallow at the time. So, oh, 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 sure. You know, you know all you, I mean, when I was a student and I came here, all I cared about, well, what, what are my friends doing this weekend? 
you know, I didn't think about uh, whether I could uh, go to college or what I was going to do after college. Or, uh, I mean, I think as as adolescents, we're so short-sighted in how we look. But, uh, you know, as uh, you and I and many others, uh, alumni, look back on it, I think that uh, it's probably, it may be the greatest thing that ever happened to us. Absolutely. I, I personally agree with that. Um, and it's funny that you said like a boot camp for life because uh, when I left Milton Hershey School, I went to the United States Army. And they say that basic training or is supposed to be like a very difficult thing. And yeah. it, it wasn't a cakewalk, but <laughs> I didn't really find it that difficult. You know, you get up, you make yeah. your bed and you go, yeah. you know, because everything I feel like. Milton Hershey School kind of prepared you for anything. So when you get up early, well, we got yeah. up early every day. Yeah. No matter so what. You were, you were used to that. <laughs> you know, and yeah. some activity. We did sports. Well, I played sports in Milton Hershey School. Uh, Milton Hershey School. Yeah. So getting up and running and all that, that was, okay, let's do it. Um, yeah. Make your bed. Okay, I'm used to that. Yeah. You know, so th some of the things and that you, I hmm? And uh, you didn't have the barn. And we didn't have the barn. Well, I was fortunate. Be <laughs> you know, I was fortunate because I was – didn't have a barn for almost, I guess, I guess it was my full freshman year. And then uh -huh. part of my sophomore year, um, we didn't have barn because I was in a glee club. Uh -huh. So, you know, we were fortunate, but we were always going places. So that, I think that was the reason or the rationale why we didn't have a barn per se. But somebody got a nice idea. We're going to fix them. <laughs> <laughs> and so... We had a small little barn. We weren't paying attention. But yeah. we, we had a small barn. I said, why are they giving us this barn with these calves? And then <laughs> one day they came in and painted, and my room was you green. Oh, and I my. said, there's, there's, there's a problem. <laughs> and before I knew it, I, I was at Willowwood. So they moved. They, they you know, transitioned the boys out of, the, out of those student homes and made those other two homes, Foxdale, Muncie, uh, girl student homes. And were you with Swigert at Willowwood? Negative. I was with Mr. Grimm, and oh. the, there were some people named the Kleins, and, well, they don't really okay. need any more press. But Mr. Okay. Grimm's were great people. Yeah. So, yeah. Phil and Donna Grimm. Absolutely. They, and they, yeah. they probably saved, saved my – they saved me. That's, that's the best way I can save it. I, I, I really owe a lot to them. Uh, a, because they, they actually were able to see things in myself that I didn't even know were there. And Mr. Grimm, yeah. Mr. Grimm had a friendly way of pushing you. Yeah. He, he, yeah. Was, he made you, he made it competitive and he, yeah. and you know, we, I didn't mind competing. So it was really good. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, Jackie and I talked about the people at Milton Hershey school and, and, uh, 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 they make such a difference in your life, and, and you were fortunate to have the Grimm's. Absolutely, 100%. So one of the next things I wanted to ask you, because I always digress, because for me, you know, being an athlete and and just being a milt and doing some of the things that I was fortunate to be able to do, um, which I feel like maybe some, some of the other milts didn't have that uh, exposure to, like being in the Glee Club, being in New Horizons, um, being one heck of an athlete, if I might say so myself, but we got to go go places, and so mm -hmm. and we were like I heard uh, 
Mr. Fisher, Dr. Fisher's name came up and we got, we got to go to the home and we would go caroling and, and all those different things where I feel like everybody didn't get those opportunities. So I, you know, it was great. It was a great thing for me because you just had, I just felt like my exposure was, was, I felt well, very well-rounded, but let's get back to the well-rounded because we have the success of the, I guess like the new basketball team. So are you following that at all? And, and what's your, what's your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I, I certainly follow the, the basketball team. Um, uh, you know, I've known Mark Zerby for many years and, um, I think Mark does a great job, uh, with the team. Um, when I was, uh, still working at the school, I would, uh, I would attend most of the games. Um, I mean, um, basketball is, uh, since I coached the sport for 10 years, you know, I, I follow the Spartans and, and certainly support them. But since I've been retired, uh, we go down to Florida for three months in the winter. And so, um, you know, once we leave in January, uh, my only, uh, my only access to the team, they stream some of the basketball games now. Yes. So when, when they stream them, I'm, I'm certainly following them. And of course, a couple years ago, um, they, uh, got to within one game of the state finals. Yes, they, they did. They lost the state semifinals uh, by one point, and uh, it was uh, it was uh, such a heartbreaking game for the for the coaches and the team. But uh, they had a great season. I mean, even the year that 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 we won the state championship, you know, a missed foul shot, uh, a, a bad pass, right. Uh, uh, could have changed any one of the last couple games that we had. And uh, when you get that far, uh, sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. Um, How about that? Yeah. But, but, but uh, yeah, they have a great program. Now, uh, I, I think this year they'll have another good team. I, th- I, I think so, too. They had a young man who was – I want to say he was the forward on the team. doing. He was like their – he was their scorer. He was their shooter. What was his name? You remember him? He was really good. I, he, he did a majority of the scoring. I, I can't call his name. I was thinking maybe you might know it. Well, um, on the on the team that um, that went to the uh, state semifinal, right? Uh, they had two kids that uh, one was a, a guard and one was a forward mm-hmm. uh, that uh, did uh, the majority of their scoring. Mm-hmm. Now. Names, um, you know, I can remember names from 30, 40 years ago, ago, but don't ask me names from last week. I agree. Uh, (laughs) That's what I'm struggling with. (laughs) But both of those kids, both of those kids um, um, are at uh, uh, Penn State Harrisburg, and I believe both of them are playing basketball. So they they went to college together, and I think they're still playing. Good. That's good. That's good to hear. So at the end of the day, Mr. Weller, if you had to like make a sentence on Milton Hershey and, and, and you and your experience in Milton Hershey, maybe not a sentence, but like a paragraph or a statement, what would it be? 
Well, I think, Goy, um, my life has been doubly blessed uh, by Milton Hershey School. Uh, first, I had the opportunity to be a student and to have uh, the many opportunities that the school afforded me, um, the discipline, uh, the organizational skills, uh, the work ethic that I think has been so instrumental in life. But then I was doubly blessed because I had the opportunity to return to my alma mater and to teach and to coach and to uh, serve in numerous administrative roles. And over that, over those 40 years that I worked at the school, to meet literally thousands of, of students, many of whom have become lifelong friends. And, uh, you know, Milton Hershey School has been my life. You know, when I consider I'm 70 years old, and, um, gee, 40, uh, you know, well over half of my life has, has been at Milton Hershey School. So um, I've been blessed. Absolutely. I've been blessed. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Weller, I want to thank you for spending the time with, with us this morning. Um, we really appreciate you. I personally appreciate you and what you done and how you personally helped me throughout especially my young years and uh pointed me in the right direction so well Joey, it uh you know it goes both ways buddy um you know uh i always enjoy uh seeing everybody at homecoming and this year i miss giving you a hug so uh <laughs> i'll just I'll just send my best wishes to you guys, okay? And, and, we, and we thank you. We'd like to have you back. Um, we're not sure when, but we're going to communicate with you. Well, and, we're going to be down there on that porch real soon, Mr. Weller. You hear Jackie say, we, we, we're, if not, we'll be on the porch. We'll be out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll bring you guys down here, you know? Yeah, we'd love it. Okay. All right, thank hey, you. Hey, listen, have a great day, guys. You too. Thank, thank you so you much. Weller. You bet. All right. See ya.